Slipgate 9 Entertainment. Previously on Edict Zero FIS. This guy's doing weird things. Weird, hellish things. The rendering of a simulated sky that's gone on the fritz. Every television channel has been taken over by the news. All five islands have declared states of emergency. Religious groups and conspiracists are out in force. People are panicking. You need to From the federal agent, Special Agent Benjamin Cern, FIS. Respects, Agent, but as for getting out of here, my answer won't be much different for you. The two cars closest to the ramp belong to the deceased, whose cause of death might well have been dying of fright from whatever the hell the planet is doing. Have you seen reports about a lot of SDEs? Sudden death events? Yes. That sound felt like something physical that could sweep me away. Sweep everything away. I'm just glad that you're still here. That bend in the dome of the sky. Virtual... Sky Dome. Where... Where are we? We have the skies of hell over our heads and ECEs lighting up the world grid like fireworks. Nothing about the sky is benign right now. The sight of it has half the world losing their minds. We are aware. Are you aware of what caused all this? Thousands of detected events are marked as possible errors and queued to be investigated and handled by way of code amendments. Two global vector fields were changed by a function in the hard code. It's designed to do exactly what it did, except whatever called it must have intended to call something else. Something that wants vectors. Nothing uses vectors with values that high, except... Locations. That's in weird space. What? I know that area. Who's there? I was. Brian, don't go anywhere. I might need you when I return. You're going to weird space now? What? Oh, no. They're going to find entities of the FIS agent and the understudy in weird space if we don't move them. Yes, at the very points where they had passed through the hypergate into Venado 7. Those are the two vectors that were converted to RGB. If they find those entities, it's only a matter of time before they figure out what they are, who they are, why they're dormant, and what they can do with them. So we'll have to use a hypergate to reposition them. Where? Here. No. There's no time to make other arrangements. One look around here could tell them too much. We can't bring them here, Spoon. We can. A moment is all we need. Grab the effect blaster. TK, kinetics. When they arrive, knock them back through the gate. Or A. Jimmy, do you remember- Incoming! Gage, get out! Out of the way! What? 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 You hit Gage! Wait, 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 wait! Uh... <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, there's been a mistake. No, 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 no. Nonsense. For all things happen. The only way they could. Where's Garrett? Where is he? Where'd he go? That way, into my cave. My cave! Stop! Hold it right there! Don't shoot in my cave! I'm still a good shot. Hmm. That's a lot of screens. Wow. Wow. How cool is that?
is not my face And this is not my life And there is not a single thing here I can are listening to Edict Zero FIS, the science fiction audio drama series, starring James Keller, Julie Hoverson, Phil Rossi, Tanya Milojevic, Russell Gold, Jennifer Dixon, Matthew McLean, Michael Hudson, Robert Cudmore, Chris Barnes, David Collins Rivera, Caitlin Snedden, Folly Blaine, and creator Jack Kincaid. Brixton Point, North Island, 4197 Bowman Road, Cabin House, Driveway. Did you do this, Ambassador? Is this what you've been hoping for? You've reached the voicemail of Dr. Sylvia Zern. You kept the name. If this is a medical emergency, please hang up and dial 999 or 112 if you're in North Island. If you must reach me immediately, please call the hospital and have me paged. Otherwise, if you have a non-urgent message, please leave it when you hear the beep. I check my voice inbox at least once daily and will usually return calls within two business days. Thank you and have a good day. Hi, Sylvia. It's Ben. I, uh, it's been a long time. I know what with all the craziness happening now in the world, I, I want... I want... I want to know that you're all right. I thought of you. I think about you a lot. You, you probably don't believe that, but I do. I want you to know that there's a lot that I regret, and you've never been far from my mind. I always wonder how you're doing. If you're happy, if life is good... I hope you're okay. I, If you could drop me a message, let me know. I would appreciate that very much. Take care. Agent Zern, I wondered where you went. After I finished my call, I came back into the living room and you were gone. I had a few calls of my own to make. I decided that I could use some fresh air while I was at it. It's hard to look away from it. The sky... That unnatural bend in the sky is like a bend in the mind. Beautiful, but frightening. It's humbling. Were you calling home to check on people too? Yes, I called home. That's exactly what I did. My grandfather is old. I worry about him the most. He lives in Edessa, on the shore, where the open sea reaches eternity. I've heard of Edessa, but I've never been there. I've never traveled that far north on this island. It is the farthest point north one can go without stepping into the ocean. (laughs) It is a quiet place, a sacred place. 
I did not appreciate it while I was growing up. The troubles of the world seem so far away there. But not today. There is no shelter from the sky. Not even in Edessa. I had to know that he was well. It takes so little to upset his tender soul. Where's Agent Braddock? Did he leave? He's still inside. Talking to someone from the OC. That car. I think it's Briggs and Kircher. It is. Hello. We're here. I'm glad you both made it all right. How are the roads? A disaster. <sighs> it's so good to see your faces. Yours too. Hey, I'm gonna pull up closer to the house and park. Okay. Your... your grandfather. Mm-hmm. Was he okay? Yes, and in good company. Edessa has a close-knit community. They pull together. It's peaceful there. But nearby in Alexandria is a different story. There's chaos on the streets. I know those streets well. I patrol them. I just talked to an old friend from the police force who are overwhelmed right now. Is your grandfather all you have? I have brothers. In Alexandria? Some. Jules, you all right? It's a headache. It's much better than it was, believe me. It was horrible when it came on. When did that happen? When did it come on? When the sky shifted? Yes. Zern. Was there anything else? Did you feel odd at all? I mean, I mean, aside from the shock of seeing the sky, were there any weird feelings? Yes. They're mostly gone now. I'm happy to hear that. Zern, what's on your mind? Why'd you ask her that? Uh, someone on the ferry talked about a similar experience. They complained of a headache, too. The sight is so surreal that it must stir up strange feelings in everyone. It's like a nightmare in the sky. Has anyone heard from HQ? I haven't. You're always hard to contact, so I'm not surprised. You're almost as bad as Agent Garrett was. Except I don't do it on purpose. I apologize. I have not been able to get a hold of a AD Dockstader, but that's of no wonder right now. I talked to him right before I left Capital City. He stressed to me the importance of all of us attending the meeting with the Deputy Director tomorrow morning, but that was before all this. That was also before I talked to him. The meeting with the Deputy Director was cancelled. He said that the unit wasn't going to be dissolved. We're all supposed to receive a new directive in our inboxes about a new operation. What new operation? I honestly don't know. Whatever it was, I bet it's on the back burner now. What good are we here? We ought to find a way back to the capital. That wouldn't be easy. We should assume nothing and follow the last order we received. That was to remain here until advised to the contrary. I agree. We shouldn't do anything until we hear from him. 
That could be a long time. You saw the roads. No matter what, we should stay put until things calm down. It's looking more and more like the end of the world out there. Because people are acting like it is. It's their reaction, the mass hysteria that's making it dangerous. The conspiracists are having a field day, and why shouldn't they? Isn't this what they've been predicting all along? This must be the strangest for you more than anyone, Agent Zern. Your life's work has revolved around these groups. Strange? How so? There's been apocalyptic prophecies since time immemorial, persistently. That we may be looking at one now doesn't validate them. The Century 25ers, the Grady Belt groups, the Event Horizon group, none of them predicted anything like this. But the New Earth Order did, and the chariot that branched off from them, the group that Mr. Cook belonged to, they believed that there would be a major event that preceded a breakdown of reality. I know you haven't forgotten. Do you just not want to face it? Are you in denial? The new times. The false reality conspiracists. Yes, false reality. Wasn't there something about the year 2416? Next year, something about most of the population disappearing? Yes, there was. They believe those people aren't real. That they are also false. Do we want to embrace that too? Briggs? Yeah. Are you okay? Your face went pale. Really pale. It's all this talk of the end and that sky. I believe they may have been right about everything. Oh. Who? The false reality conspiracists. I don't believe that Sky is real. That it ever was. Not in the way that we thought it was. We are in a simulation. I agree. That's what all of our investigations point to. They have pointed there all along. It's what they have been trying to tell us. It's what the sky tells me. If it's true, Agent Kircher, if it is, are you all right with that? I'll have to be, won't I? Are you comfortable with it? Mm, much more than you are from the sounds of it. Zern, are you? What's your take? Where do you stand on this? You three came to this conclusion on your own. There's no talking you out of it. This is hard for me because it goes against everything I worked for in the FIS, but... But... I support you. 100%. You support us. Just as long as you don't share the accountability if we happen to be wrong. I said nothing of the sort. Briggs? You didn't make your position clear. Do you agree? I do. Then we are all in agreement. Agreement on what? Agent Braddock. Agent Briggs. We are in agreement We're that... We're in agreement that we have to stay here until we receive word from A.D. Dockstetter. We have no way of knowing how long that will be. Is there room for all of us to stay the night here? Only if we have to. 
The house should be disturbed as little as possible. Also, it may not be appropriate. This is where your sister lived with Agent Garrett and your niece. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's a uh, motel in Folkestone. It's less than 15 minutes from here. It's called the Hawcliffe. We stayed there last night. We can take the back roads to get there. If they're open. Well, if not, we pull our fed cards and we make it open. There's nowhere else for many miles. Dunbar, North Island, Falkland Technical Service Center, Xena's Corporation subsidiary, Site NC-11, Secret Floor, Shadow Group Base of Operations. Where did everyone go? Jimmy? Sp- Did neither of you hear me? What did you- how this works, Special Agent. Of course. Shut up. You don't speak and you don't move unless I tell you to. Do you understand? I do. Keeping your hands above shoulder level at all times, I want you to take off the headphones and drop them to the floor. I don't think Spoon would appreciate that. These are top of the line. That's no way to treat an expensive piece of audio equipment. Do you understand how close you are to dying right now? Death has a different context than it used to, I think. But yes, I do understand. I'll comply. Back away. Against the wall, between the two monitors. The sensitive equipment is here! Only you to put it Wait. Wait. Stop! Stop! It's me! I have him covered. How did you get here? Where'd we you? were wedged. He wedged us. For how long? I don't know. How did he get out of the sandbox? A hypergate, of course. You guys let him out. What? It was supposed to be for only a moment. That went badly. I had to bring him out to move his Edict Zero entity with the Hypergate. I'll explain later. See, understudy. Where is he? Don't worry, he's in the sandbox. Oh, so is Gage. Hmm. Why is Gage in the sandbox? Because they accidentally knocked him into the Hypergate instead of me. Then you ran. Why didn't you keep running, Fed? I was distracted. The den is absolutely jam-packed with shiny things. How could I resist it? I really couldn't have asked for a richer source of information. Who did you contact? Oh, no one. Like I said, I was distracted. Who wouldn't be? Look at all this. Wow. He must be lying. We could have big trouble. Honestly, I was busy trying to take in as much as I could. 
How long has he been in here all alone? I told you, I don't know. When I interrupted him, he was listening to something on your headphones. The news. And the news isn't good, is it? The simulation is breaking down at a faster rate. What broke the sky? Now there's no getting around it. He's seen too much. I hope you appreciate what you've done, Agent Garrett. Any hope that you might have had of going home now is gone. Ah, home. Where is home, exactly? With my dead wife and child? With friends that I don't have? With the FIS that will suspend me, maybe for good, if not bring me up on charges? With a world based on lies? Or perhaps home is on that screen, right there. Aboard the USS Pioneer. Not at all. That is lost. It's a ghost ship, haunted by the dreams of its dying cargo of meat, flying through the cold expanse of a big bad universe that couldn't care less about the plights of a speck of dust. The meat is not so mighty. Atoms among atoms. Hmm. Interesting. Let's get him back into the sandbox and get Gage. Remember Gage, everyone? I wouldn't worry about Gage. The captain would never hurt him. Too much. Spoon, don't tell him anything more. He knows enough now where I doubt it makes a difference. You're probably right. That is about the spaceship not being homey. It's downright inhospitable. The climate system is offline. In fact, except for the stasis units, the entire environment control and life support system is down. We know. You don't need to tell us. Is that why everyone's in stasis? We're not here to give you information. Jeb, find out if he contacted anyone. Spoon, let's put him back in the box. Be quicker about it. Gage is in there, remember? Who knows what's happening to him being in there with that, that monster? Minutes before. Outside Edict Zero. World Stem Network EDZ6. Pearlman Sanctuary 9. Do not upset me. You will dip the bread. I told you, I don't dip. No, no. <laughs> dip it, you fiend. It's proper. But it isn't proper, if you want to be technical. I was taught that it's bad etiquette to dip bread in soup. Tot tot! Good God, think of the consequences. The consequences of yielding to Construct's device to restrict your behavior for no other purpose than its old bolstering are far more egregious than a raised brow a rebuke for one who wishes to walk the world their own. Light your soul with a lesson. Grow bold, young man! Dip. The bread. I don't care about all that, honestly. I'm just not a dipper. Have it your way. You don't know what you're missing. Why hasn't anyone come back yet? There has to be something going on. Something's wrong. Limit your worry to matters in your control. I mean, after blasting me in here by accident, they wouldn't just... Believe me. Would they? 
Aren't you worried about your friend, Agent Garrett? You displace your man. When your wonder truly lies in whether your friends worry over you. If Spoon worries over you. <laughs> You're more valuable to him than I am. You sell yourself short. To serve the flame is to become the flame. Today's servant, tomorrow's master. If devoted and true as he must have seen in you to invest his energies, an heir to his spirit and crafts. Right. I'll never be as good as Spoon. Fear the day that you believe you are, for that will be the surest sign that you've lost your way. Through their students, mentors live on, as through all their other works, but the students must too be their own, as I am my own. As an understudy? I read about it. Did it feel strange when you found out what you were, when you found out that you used to be a client? No, no. Never truly a client, young man. Where that connection would end, mine would begin. The time between the blink of an eye. But it's the quantum I catch. Yes, that's what I meant. Your current quantum. Your body. Your personality, memories, continuity. I mean, you have the mind of the quantum, right? This quantum? I have the mind of many. Men who walk their worlds alone, apart in their own spaces, never touching. Now, together, as one. A fusion of quantums and culmination of their narratives. I, I am their matrix. Their living miracle. Many quantums? I, I don't understand how that could be. Let us not stray too far from your heart. The matter truly on your mind is how you felt when you learned you were a native, is it not? Strange is the word you chose. Was it? It didn't feel that strange. Not too much. I already knew that there isn't a huge difference between clients and natives. In both cases, their consciousness is implemented using the logic of the big box. It still does almost all of the processing for client entities. It's not like there's a total mind transfer from outside the box or something, like an emigration simulation. By comparison to that, the influence that happens through the link-up is minimal. The meat isn't even conscious, you know? What mercy for the meat. Ah, is the soup done? Finally! Troglo fights. Time to go. Chop, chop. Gage, are you alright? Has he done anything to you? I'm... okay. All we did was talk, really. I'm sorry that I hit you with the TK. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I would hope not. I'm fine, really. What took you guys so long? We'll explain after. Come. As for you two, we'll be back before too long. Enjoy. You're quiet. Hmm. That's a deviation. I'm waiting. 
Waiting? Waiting for what? For you to tell the tale that's in your eyes. Oh, do tell. Tell it. Tell it. The short version is that the simulation has gotten much worse, and this time, it's impossible for Edict One to cover it up. Something dramatic happened to the sky, and it's causing a worldwide panic. Oh, is that all? Also, the machine that's running the world is on a spaceship. I beg to differ on a point, my good Admiral. From the sounds of it, it is not the machine that runs the world within, but the world within that runs the machine. Oh, how like us. Beat it zero. Folkestone, North Island. The Hawcliffe Motel. Where did Agent Braddock go? He left. He said that he would be back. Is he always so ornery? If the front desk clerk hadn't been so out of it, I think he would have been offended at the way Braddock talked to him. That clerk seems like a completely different person from yesterday. It's like he was only half there. We didn't need to show him our badges. We probably didn't need to show him anything. A three-headed alien could have walked through the door and he would have given it a room. He's in shock. But he doesn't know what we know. I said that as if it would make it better. I can't decide if that's worse than not knowing. Even with all our evidence, so much evidence, evidence that we didn't know we had, it feels too incredible to be true. A part of me keeps expecting to wake up, that or suddenly realize that we have lost touch with reality and allowed ourselves to fall under the spell of conspiracism. How widespread conspiracism is may be evidence all its own. After this, this, it's going to snowball. It will become the norm. This is the beginning of a major paradigm shift. I keep imagining how it may cause a breakdown of society here. It will get worse before it gets better. If it ever gets better. For people to accept it means that they must accept that the government and Edict One have been lying to them their entire lives. They will lose trust in everything, all of our history since humans left Earth. Since September 18th, 2133. Can we even trust in what they told us happened before? That could be manufactured too. For all we know, life outside of Edict Zero is drastically different from everything we have ever known. The possibilities are endless. It's this that scares me the most. Got your suitcase and your laptop. I didn't know what else you'd want. Thank you. I would have gotten it. (laughs) You're training him well. Hmm? What? Is she? And what would she be training me for? Nothing that interests me. Ouch. I think my man card just took a hit. 
Oh, uh, I didn't mean it that way. I, I didn't mean you. I, I you meant... You Agent Braddock. <laughs> what? Excuse me? Agent Braddock doesn't interest you. No. What do you mean by that? I didn't say anything about Braddock. Nope. You didn't. Not a word. Jules, you good? Be discreet when you look, but there's a man sitting in the retro diner across the street. The only one in the diner. The whole world is going crazy, but not him. He is calmly drinking a cup of coffee, as if nothing is amiss. Relaxed body language. He pulled in as we were entering the motel. I had a fleeting suspicion that we had a follow on us on the way here. It wasn't by his car, but another... There could be a team. I think he's fallen into the mode of that role. That shtick would have worked on any other day. Today, his casual behavior sticks out, and so does he, sitting there alone. Perimeter surveillance to see if we commit, or are we being paranoid? Stocky, over six feet tall, but he drives a subcompact car. Not likely. Definitely not an unmarked E4 mobile, and I'm gonna rule out FIS. Who wouldn't insult our intelligence with a slack on detail? A conspiracist cell? It's possible, but I doubt that. It's too big of a day. It might well be the beginning of the new times for them. We couldn't be more important than that. We're upstaged. My vote is DOI. And the question is, how do we want to handle this? Let him know that he's blown? It would be useless to confront him if he's DOI. We wouldn't get anything out of him. So I say no. It's to our advantage not to tip our hand right now. Could he be embassy? We've probably been under their surveillance from the beginning. And with much better methods through their technology. I have no doubt. Where's Zern? He went straight to his room. If you consider his life work, he has a lot to wrestle with, I would think. It must be hard on him. Right. The Hawkwood Motel. Room 12. doubting who this is. Zern? I haven't much time to devote to you, given the recent developments of which you are well aware. Me and the rest of the world? What happened? Is this another error, but on a global scale? Did someone cause this? We're investigating, but do not have the level of insight that the Embassy does. With that said, you're likely to have an answer sooner than us. How's that? You're about to experience a rather unpleasant spell of déjà vu when you are once again initiated into field service for the Edict One Embassy. Be prepared for this. It's coming. What the hell are you talking about? Probability favours... <laughs> Probability favours. The Ambassador might well be rubbing off on me. It... It's extremely likely that the new operation that AD Dockstata alluded to for your FIS unit is an induction into service for the Embassy. 
Oh no. All intel points to Edict 3 going the way of Edict 2. Where does that leave me? The ambassador knows that I'm involved with E1 counterintelligence. He's not gonna let me waltz through the doors of the others. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. He will find it advantageous. It's a rare opportunity not to be missed. Do give him my regards. If you think I'm gonna become some ball in a game between the two of you, you are sorely mistaken. <laughs> yeah, you're too much, Agent Zern. Yeah, just too much. <laughs> it never ends. And has it occurred to you that Edict One might be monitoring these calls? It most certainly has. It doesn't trouble me. Why not? Why doesn't it trouble you? Easter Gate, North Island, abandoned railway station. Hello? Hello? Something will come into your possession within the next 72 hours. It's important. You'll know when you get it because you won't have a clue what it is or what it's used for. You will want to keep it somewhere safe. In time, you might well need it. For what? What is it? You'll know when you need to know. That's all I have for you for now. Good luck. I have had enough. Detonator set. From whom are you covering your tracks? Surely not the embassy. You dishonor me by the suggestion. Insult is no way to answer my polite call. I wouldn't have chosen a setting as obscure and private as this if I didn't entertain a meeting. Why, may I ask, are you in North Island? Or, to be more specific, Eastergate. It's where the real action is, evidently. Hmm. You insult me again. You're a poor facsimile of the Ambassador. Sir? I can tell the difference. You're not number one. As I'm sure you can imagine, he is in high demand at this time. Aren't we all? Nonetheless, he would not approve of you coming in his place. It won't reflect well on you. But if you don't tell, I won't. There is nothing that you can discuss with number one that you cannot with me. You are presumptuous and foolish. Oh, goodness. Foolish in what manner? If you're brazen enough to tell him of our short chat, be sure to extend to him my good wishes. He and I will catch up another time. You are the foolish one, sir. Am I? You fail to consider whether you have chosen the right side. There is nothing to consider. I am a patriot.
Folkestone, North Island, The Hawcliffe Motel, Room 18. What do you want? It's not what I want. It's what you want. Chinese. Crab Rangoon. <laughs> you know it. Is this an apology for being an asshole last night? This is dinner. Unless you want to take your chances with the vending machines. I've seen the choices in the wheels of death. Some of them probably have scientific names. I'm surprised that you found the place open, with so many convinced that the world is coming to an end. A lot of restaurants are closed down, yeah. People I found in the takeout place either aren't paying attention because they're running the place so isolated, or they don't think it's a monumental enough event to stop serving. I was the only customer. Did you see the call-out to all off-duty tactical? You know I'm not cleared for the field. Are you trying to rub it in? John, why are you so quick to appoint bad intentions to things I say to you? Sorry. Sorry. So, why did you bring it up? The call-out includes former UCs who could act as advisors in the OCC. They're swamped. I planned on heading back to the capital tomorrow. I'll look into it and see if I can help. Not like I've got anything better to do. That's odd. What? Did you get your new orders? No. I received a notice from the FIS that my pay grade was increased. I wasn't due for this. I wasn't even due for a pay step. Well, I wouldn't complain. Maybe it has something to do with your new operation. It's only me. I think I know why. They're going to promote me, and this time they're not going to ask me. You talk like promotion is a bad thing. And what do you mean, this time? You turned down a promotion. A.D. Dockstader wanted to assign me a special agent in charge of the unit. I told him no. I didn't see it coming. Agent Garrett did. That has always bothered me, too. I meant to ask him how he knew that Dockstader intended to do that and why he did. I wondered how he sensed it. I don't know. Why didn't you ask Dockstader? He wouldn't have told me the truth. Yeah, and Nick would have. Nor what he thought the truth was, anyway. <laughs> when it came to that, he just couldn't help himself. It's a rare quality. It's too bad that he took it to an extreme. Uh, I don't think Nick would have told you anything earth-shattering. I know through the grapevine that the Special Operations Division felt that the unit lacked discipline. So Doc Stater wanted to instill some. He's an ex-soldier. I'm sure he respects you because of it, and you were his best candidate. You're a leader. You more than demonstrated that in TU-7. Okay, maybe not to yourself, but to everybody else. Okay. There's no mystery. You're damn good at what you do. 
Yes, as a technical analyst. My skills for that are not valued as much as... They're not valued as much as the other thing. It was a ruse to suck me back into tactical. Huh. How would making you AIC of an investigative unit do that? I'm not following. You know how the FIS works. You know as well as I do how their games are played. When they prize people in certain roles, they like to keep them there. If the people leave those roles, the FIS will maneuver them back however they can. Yes, if they're effective, of course they will. But I'm still not getting how one thing would lead to the other. That unit was an extension of a temporary task force. Don't you see? I'll tell you exactly what they were thinking. They wanted me to regain my confidence, so what do they do? They return me to a position of command in an operation that has a small scale and much less difficulty. Or so they believed. This would reassure me of my competence, no? Then, when the investigation ended and it was time for new assignments, I would be much more willing to return back to where they think I belong, in tactical. Wow. You fear that so much it's made you paranoid. It might have even been Dockstader's idea. He is a man who prides himself in killing many birds with one stone. You know, for somebody who doesn't like Nick that much, you sure remind me of him sometimes. Oh, so is that what you saw in me? Maybe there was another reason why you didn't want Nick and your sister together, hey? Did you have some feelings that you didn't want to admit to yourself? What the hell did you see in me? I saw strength. But I was wrong. I saw the same thing in you. But I wasn't. You weren't what? Wrong. You're right. I'm not that strong. I'm just pig-headed. I do my job. Maybe I'll muck it up. Most of the time I just assume I will. But no matter what, I do it. Because it makes me feel like I'm doing something other than taking up space. I'm lost without it, but it ain't easy for me. I have to push myself. You. You. You have strength that I'll never have. It's still there. I see it. Hiding behind all the defeating bullshit. I am never going back to tactical. Your fear is what holds you back. Look at this damn arm. Look at it! I have this holding me back. You... You just have you. <laughs> and like always, this isn't about me at all! It's about you! Again! You, you! Bullshit! You! You! You... You want to go back, but you can't! And you resent me because I can go back, but I won't! It's who you are! It's not who I am! I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm going. No, you're not! You're not! Move out of the way. No! Move out of the way. No! Move out of the way! Cora. Cora. That's your phone.
You're not going to answer that, are you? No. Oh, shit. The Hallcliffe Motel. Room 10. Hmm. I wonder why Cora's not answering. Huh. Her voicemail isn't picking up either. She might be on another call. I'm sure she'll call you back soon. She's good about that. Unlike Zern. Marcus, uh, thank you. For what? For being you. For helping me out of the funk I was in. Even knowing what I think we know now. <sighs> what? It's not healthy, but it's convenient. Easier, on an emotional level. To believe that the bad things that have happened to us really didn't. It's not healthy, because that's a way of not dealing with it. I used to think the conspiracists were all more driven by motivated skepticism, latching onto ideas that were compatible with their beliefs, their emotional needs and desires. That they were people with a strong external locus of control. Well... I still do. It's all about control, isn't it? It's too scary for most people to accept that everything is you know, a mess of stuff that happens to us by chance. By chance, for all practical purposes. We give it a personal context and say that's the stuff that made us who we are, and we're right. But that's not enough for most people, because they know those things didn't really happen for that purpose when they did. They happen because shit happens. It's too vague to point a finger at. It's a scary ghost that we want to give a name and give a face to put in a lineup. Yes. It's easier to appoint it someone or something that we can analyze for an explanation or an enemy to be unmasked. Believing that you have that knowledge is a way of taking some of that control back. The difference is, we're working with evidence. You're saying that you feel more in control now? In a way, yes by accepting that I'm out of control, if that makes any sense. We have a lot to investigate. See? I told you Cora would call back. Oh, it's not her. It's Dockstetter. Kircher. This is Assistant Director Dockstetter. I see by Armos that you have all arrived in North Island. Good. Are you all right, sir? How are conditions in Capital City? As frenetic as can be expected. We believe that we may be able to shed some light on what's going on and how it relates to our cases. I do not doubt it. Sir? Wait until after you're briefed on the new operation to tender a report of any findings. I have forwarded to your inboxes an official directive, which isn't much richer in content than what I'm about to tell you. As the details of the operation, RSCI. Are you listening? Yes, sir. Go on. The directive contains an address on the outskirts of Eastergate, North Island. It's an unmarked federal building, a decommissioned emergency oversight facility set back from the road. Follow the razor wire. 
It's manager system controlled. Entry through the gate and into the building will require your security key cards and handprints. Park your vehicles in the open hangar behind the main building. Do you have any questions? You left out when we should be there. I'm sorry. It is all on the directive at 9 a.m. You will be met by an agent Berlin and an agent Warren who will guide you through an orientation process. That is all that I can divulge at this time. May I at least ask one question? You may. I will answer it if I can. Is the new operation relevant to our cases? Yes. It is your hard work that brought you to this. Is it relevant to what's happening in the world right now? Your orientation tomorrow will be long. Try to get some rest, if you can. I would advise your fellow agents to do the same. That will be all. Jules, what were the answers to those questions? He said it's relevant to our cases. What about the last question? He avoided answering. Which you think is answer enough? Why do I feel like we're in trouble? Maybe we are. Quentin Falls, East Island, 1557 Longview Road. Dock Stater Residence. Back Deck. Alan? Alan? Yes, I'm here, Margot. Is everything all right? That's the question that I was about to ask you. How long have you been out here in the dark? I have been in the dark for a very long time, evidently. Alan? I had to make a few calls. I decided that I would rather do it out here than in the office. I can't imagine why you would. I'm done now. For right now. Would you like to join me, dear? There are no stars out tonight. If there ever were. But the night is pleasant, otherwise. We could light a few candles. The sky looks even more eerie in the light of the moons. The sight of it makes me anxious. There's nothing to fear. Trust me. Please. Join me. The sooner that we become accustomed to it, the better. That goes for everyone in the world. Which must carry on with some semblance of order. We're all in this together. Life must go on. We cannot always change what nature throws at us. But we can always change our reaction to these things. Hmm. The news has been getting to you, too. I shouldn't be surprised by the behavior. Especially not in my line of work. I can't help feeling disappointed. I shouldn't hope for better. 
but I do. As long as there's hope, it's never too late. With all that's happening out there, I was surprised that they sent you home. I'm so glad that they did, but it's at a time like this when I would have expected them to need you the most. Yes, but you also. I hope you didn't come home only because you were worried about me. I told you, I would be fine. Operations Command is a crowded house right now. We have a surplus of coverage. Nonetheless, I received a directive that assigned me as a head of a joint operation that involves one of my special investigation units. It came from a high seat, and it's momentous. Momentous enough to have been advised to take some time to absorb the scope it of it. It must be substantial. That's the tone of voice that you use when you're giving a press conference. I'm sorry. It's just that... I know. I know that there are things that you can't tell me. I accepted that from the start, when you first joined Federal Security. I understand that, and I respect it. But the way that you've been talking tonight scares me as much as the sky over our heads. Why hasn't anything come out of the Embassy? Why are they quiet? Just the limited knowledge that I have of the global situation is incredibly complicated. That may be reason enough. I don't know. When you tell me that, I have nothing to fear. I believe you because I know you and trust you. The rest of the world is going to be harder to convince without guidance and without answers. Sometimes, the solution is anything but the answer. Oh, I feel their frustration, especially when you make mysterious statements like that. Did you know that they have cancelled classes at the university for an indeterminate amount of time? Because of the hysteria. The entire campus was in an uproar. Several of the adult learner students died with no apparent cause, except walking outside to see what the panic was about. Two of those students were mine, Alan. Mine. I'm so sorry. Groups of students left some of the buildings in shambles. Conspiracist flyers were left all over the campus. I have to wonder, as a rational being, if they might even be right. What is going on? What's going to happen to us? We as a species have always asked ourselves the big existential questions about the universe, about how it came to be, how we came to be, without ever asking if it was pertinent. Oh, Alan, what are you trying to say? That no matter what that larger truth may be, or what understanding of it we may have through the senses that we've been given. The minds and hearts that we have been given or how drastically that understanding might ever change. It cannot taint the most important fundamental truth that I know. That we are here to contemplate the mystery of this place, of ourselves, is a miracle that we are here to sense and feel and wonder, and that you and I can share these moments together. It is a miracle 
if only everyone could just see that. Celebrate that. We would all be so much better. Never stop seeing that, Margot. Never stop seeing that. This is why I fell in love with you. But you can be infinitely frustrating. Please trust me. And sit with me for a while, if you would. I want this time that we're spending together to be about us. I don't know when I will have the opportunity to come back once this operation begins. <sighs> oh, you're right. It is. It's what? A miracle. And so are you. To me. Outside Edict Zero. World Stem Network EDZ6. Pearl Man Sanctuary 9. Oh dear, what is this? What is this? This strange tingle it brings. I'm scanning you for any anomalies. I'm also recording the fields that you have here to compare them to the fields of your entity in Edict Zero. What ones would carry to here? Spoon. Yes, yes! Record, Commodore! Everyone, leave no field unchurned. Commodore. Commodore. He's complimented you with a rank. <laughs> As an admiral, I do outrank you, though. I resent that. Perhaps they don't need to know so much, eh, Spoon? I believe we've firmly established that our curious friend here, Agent Garrett, is going to be with us quite possibly forever now. In one state or another. No harm. In one state or another. Hmm. The Hypergate never caused a problem before, not even in Weird Space. Why now? Though the sandboxes support the understudy code, I don't think transporting one with its quantum was ever done or envisioned. One of the two entities left behind caused trouble. Enough for Edict Zero to mark the origins for investigation during the next update. And that's what you're trying to find out? Yes, so I can stop it from happening again during future updates. You might also want to find out how he jumped into Gem. How could an understudy be bound to two entities at the same time? It uses one entity field for that, just one. No, to her. I did not bind. I looked at the code. It's so arcane and crazily structured that I couldn't comprehend how it even works. Countless amendments have turned the understudy code into a hungus crock of ugly. Magic. Black magic. For once, could you not throw out the word magic to avoid the bother of giving an explanation? This once. Theory. He was stuck halfway in the process of binding with Gemini, enough to inhabit, but not inherit. He passed through a loophole created by the wedger of our contemporary. Its method didn't yet exist and couldn't have been accounted for. How did he even get that far into a client? Clients and quandums are just about identical. 
Ordinarily, an understudy would have hit a wall when the subroutine found that it could not set the target quantum variable to a client. At that point, it should have signaled failure, exited out, aborted everything. It did not. That section of his code might have been conditioned out by an amendment. I don't know. So it continued on. Yes, the next step would have most definitely aborted, if not for the special circumstances. As entity variables default to self, the read meant for the target quantum would have instead looked blindly to the understudy, in particular a group of fields that are null when the understudy is unbound, but mirror those of its quantum when bound. In short, it returned values of the wedged quantum. Valid, not a client. And that's what it wanted. Success. Interesting. No, no, don't stop, Commodore. I like the tingle. I like it. In short, the binding procedure uses temporary variables which, in this instance, point to the wrong entities at the wrong times for examination. Each check has its own subroutine that looks for entity states using different criteria. Some make no distinction between a dead entity and one in a wedge state. Some do, such as the final check, which is why the bind did not complete. It found a valid quantum that he was already bound to. What would have happened if it had completed? If an understudy successfully bound to a client. I imagine that he would have cohabited as a phantom copy of her that uses the same logic. So there would be a doubling of every call. Slight variations might cause some hitches because the client wouldn't be connected to the understudy, only the quantum. Minor. Probably. Actually, it would have been more problematic than that. He would have become her and everyone he is now. What? How can that be? He has memories from his previous quandoms. I do. He doesn't reset. Memories. Oh, memories. Tis not the scenes themselves that are so much the curse, I know. But the diversity of perspectives which authored them in their own blood. Scenes from different stories, passages from different books imbued with their own unique contexts. When the ink found a page, they are heavy with import from histories mutually foreign. The overlap of journeys through time is of note, yes, but not so straining, so calamitous. As the incongruity of feeling by the parts of the reflecting whole by whom any given memory was not written, oh! Oh, what unfathomable soul could capture the trouble that comes of this with words? Words, oh words. Even they have limits. As do I. He's a mismatch of their personalities. Some more dominant than others. He talks the way he does because one of those personalities is Oliver Dooley. Oliver Dooley? THE Oliver Dooley? Who is Oliver Dooley? <gasps> Oh dear, Commodore. A writer of abstract fantasy. He had to kill himself before anyone would read his drivel. What? You're a bad man. He's a bad man. If you want to be big, die big. The living respect the dead more than they do the living. Also, a consideration. I said he talks the way he does because of Oliver Dooley. I meant the things he says, not the way he says them. That's thanks mostly to Robert Marlowe Tell, I'm pretty sure. No way! Him too! Bollocks. I think I've heard enough cack for one day. Two celebrities in him. And their subconscious minds. 
he gets confused sometimes. No wonder he has issues. <laughs> ah, so what's your excuse? Pot, kettle, black. Now you've heard my feelings. I doubt it. <clears throat> Are you done scanning? Almost. So, about the USS Pioneer. He knows? He knows about that? That and more, but one thing at a time. Everyone's in stasis because the rest of the life support system is down. There's no environment. I get that part. If those systems were damaged, then it stands to reason that the system that runs the simulations was damaged with it. My question is, why is it getting worse? The bathtub curve. The what? The bathtub curve? No one says another thing about it. It doesn't matter if he knows at this point. He'll take it with him to his bottle. Will you tell him, or shall I? That's a reference to the gradual failure of machinery, if I'm not mistaken. The bathtub curve. Age, wear and tear. Hardware breaks down like anything else. It wears out. The failure rate of components rise over time. Circuit boards, drives, memory chips, all of it. They have design lifetimes. And they have been in constant use for a long, long time. No one can step foot on the ship to replace them, or perform maintenance on the system, on anything. These worlds are on a machine that will die on a ship that's destined to be a mausoleum in space. The stasis chambers will be tombs. That's how the story ends. There's nothing anyone can do. Hmm. That's a downer, isn't it? Do you feel better now that you know the truth? Will you sleep better at night? I do feel better. The truth isn't cheery, but then it usually isn't. I would much rather be on its side, though. It's bigger than everything else. Easter Gate. North Island, Federal Building, ONI-4520, Former Bureau of Emergency Oversight Deployment Post, Thursday, February 19th, 2415. It's now 18 minutes after 9. The directive did say 9. Maybe the two agents that we were supposed to meet up with were held up by traffic? The roads were clear on the way here. Well, we don't know where they're coming from. Travel out of the cities might still be a problem. It makes me uneasy that we were told to come here instead of HQ or a division field office. Or even an obscure resident agency. This is more in the style of the intelligence department. The operation could be joint DOI. Could be. Or... Maybe they've asked us to come out to this remote area because we were black flagged. <laughs> Not funny. None of this is. She was kidding, Zern. Huh? You look tense. And you're pacing. I need fresh air. I could use some of that, too. Be back. Is 
Is it me, or are they both acting off? Cora? Cora! What? I'm sorry, what did you say? I said I was thinking that Briggs and Zern are acting peculiar. I asked if it was just me. What were you thinking about? Nothing, really. Except wondering how long they're going to keep us waiting. Zern? Briggs? Those hangars could use some upkeep, eh? The landing area out here has seen better days, too, since it was dotted with medevac aircraft on a routine basis. I was looking at the sky. Yeah. It's a hell of a thing, isn't it? How's that headache? Did you take anything for it? What? The headache that you got on the ferry when the sky changed. Oh, it's alright now. Good. I'm glad you're alright. I'm relieved that Jules is alright too. She was starting to scare me with the feelings she was talking about. I was really worried. Me too. I wouldn't want to lose her to a client rejection. Me either. We're a team and the closest thing that I have to a family now. Hey, Zern. Did you hear what I said? Yes, you said you don't want to lose her to a cl- To a... what? I'm sorry, I, I was only half listening. Repeat what you said. I think you know. What do I know? By the way, you first said that it was someone else on the ferry that had the headache and those weird feelings. Not you. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> Is that necessary? I don't know, Zern. So why don't I err on the side of caution? Is that what you think you're doing? You asked Jules those questions because you knew what it meant. You knew that her life was hanging in the balance. Apparently, so do you. How did you know that? How did you? For a time, I suspected that you were a mole or a double agent until what happened in St. Percy. I was wrong to drop my suspicions. You were. Who do you work for? I could ask you the same question. I asked you first. Is it Edict One? What do you know about this new operation? We can go back and forth like this all day. There was a man who was wearing a green suit. He... So that's it. You know who I'm talking about. Who is he? If you don't know, you will soon. Are you an agent for the Edict One Embassy? Whatever I say to you, he will know. Through you. Where did he get to you, too? Like he got to you. I'm running out of patience. Give me one reason why I shouldn't put you down right now. 
If you shoot me with that, make sure that you set it to kill. Be honest. I'm tired, Briggs. Tired of the burdens. Tired of carrying around the secrets of the places that I've been and things I know. Things that there's no safe way to purge because no one can be trusted to hold it in. Things that will endanger anyone I tell if not their body, then their soul. I'm tired of being trapped and at the mercy of forces that use people to play their games or sell their lies or fight their wars. I don't know what's left to care about or believe in. I don't know what's left. So please, if you're going to shoot, set it to kill. You said you will know soon. Today? You mean today? There are things that could be taken away from you that you didn't even know you had. Not until they're gone. I hope you never know what that feels like. I'm afraid you will. But at least you will understand where I'm coming from. You will understand all too well. You've been with us for so long. Every step of the way, when we got closer to the truth, you knew it. How could you do that? Every step of the way. You're taking it personally. Every step of the way. I was doing my job. You've done deep cover work for organized crime. You've even worked surveillance over units suspected of being corrupt. You, more than anyone else in this unit, should be able to relate to my position. I didn't want that position. I didn't want any of this. Damn you, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry, Zern? You were doing your job. I'm sorry for that, but that's not what I meant. I'm sorry for all of you. All of us. This must be it. That aircraft is North Island VOS. I like where this is going. Now, you will keep them raised until I command you to put them down. Disarm them. Oh my god, that's the police officer from the Nexus. One of the Shadow Ops I that... remember. We seem to be having a misunderstanding. Apologize for this, agents. It's a precaution that we must take for your own protection as well as ours. So today's orientation will run as smoothly as possible. I know her voice. From where? I am Agent Berlin. We are in contact with your supervisor, Assistant Director in charge of Special Operations, Alan Dockstader. 
He will be updated on your progress as we move forward today. Dr. White. Are they clear? Clear, sir. You can put your hands down now. You might recognise me from the event in St. Percy four days ago when our operations collided. It was unfortunate, but do not be alarmed. That is in the past now. From this day forward, you will still answer to your supervisor, assistant director Dogstater, but you will also answer to me. Well, in the field, you will answer directly to me. Your Department of Security? Step forward. Excuse me? Agent Resnick, you will step forward. Beneath Assistant Director Dogstater and myself, you will answer to Special Agent Cora Resnick here, who will be your agent in charge. I... Her tactical expertise will be useful, but more important to this operation is her proficiency as a technical analyst. The reason for this will become clear during today's briefings. You can step back now. You four agents, members of FIS SIU 415-8, have been recruited into a joint operation between Federal Investigative Services of Edict 3, the DOS and DOI of the Federation, Edict 2, and us. I am Agent Seth Warren. I am Field Operations Chief of the Clandestine Services for the Embassy of Edict 1. Oh my god. From here, we will be travelling to London, where you will meet the Ambassador. Folkestone, North Island, the Hawkwood Motel. Freaking. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, I called for a taxi 20 minutes ago. You guys said five minutes. It's been 15. How much longer? How much longer do I have to wait? I'm sorry about that. It's Doomsday. And where are we understaffed? What's your name? Braddock. John Braddock. I'm at the Hawcliffe Motel in... You're in Folkestone, correct? Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of a simple drop-off to do in your area. We haven't gotten a check-in. We haven't been able to get a hold of the driver. He might be away from the car. Hold on for a moment. Never mind, he's here. Thanks. You're late. I hope that you'll accept my sincerest apologies. It has been a day of events. Where to, sir? Melbourne Airfield West. Very well then. I do feel I should warn you 
I heard that all the flights out of the city were cancelled. <laughs> Not all of them. Not mine. Ah. What privilege? Don't know about that. Sky doesn't look all that welcoming if you haven't noticed. I agree with you. It does have a sinister cast. Nefarious without question. Yet, I feel it's opportune. Providence. <laughs> For one who enjoys twilights, it has a swag of paradoxical bliss. <laughs> That sounded kind of poetic for a taxicab driver, but okay. Too much, was it? Hmm. Less is more in these circumstances. I'll have to do better. Pardon my clumsiness. It is, after all, my first day, and you, well, you have the distinction of being my very first fare. Yeah, I'm sure it'll look swell on my resume. That will be no place for our dealings, Commander Braddock. I'm in the business of affairs that, in the end, never happened. Huh. Come again? Real change in the world is brought about in the shadows. The most important work is not done for the want of medals, tales to tell or triumphs to boast. It's too momentous. It is done for the doing and knowing in your secret heart that you have done your part to better this place for all that you made the most of an opportunity given to so few. An opportunity for what? To make a difference, instead of making noise. <laughs> I'm pleased that I have your undivided attention. I could introduce more language that would appeal to your hardwired sense of duty. However, among friends with common principles, it's an unnecessary time sink. You're not a taxicab driver. At the end of the day, what does any man want but to feel useful? What's more precious than that? I can give that to you again, and more. I can also do something about that arm that's been getting in the way of your life since the Nemtex incident. Oh? Like what? <laughs> give you something better, for starters. Something better would be having my damn arm back. That would be some trick. What if I told you that it's possible? I would tell you that you're full of shit. What if I'm not? How much would that be worth to you? It would have a fare, like this ride has a fare. We've got, what, another 20 minutes before we hit Melbourne? Keep talking. Please, allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of... Well, why don't we get to that a little later. First, let us talk of... Country. Dunbar, North Island, Shadow Group Base of Operations. Did Garrett have any contact with the outside? No. No communications. Huh. 
we got lucky. How much did he look at? How much did he see? Everything he could. All across the board. That's not so lucky. That's wonderful. What is Spoon doing? He's scanning the two entities left by the hypergate in the other room. I'm going to see if he found out anything. Gage, what are you doing? I need you. Hang on. I, I found the client note of the FIS agent, but I ran into something wonky. I'm checking it out. Right now, this is more important. Whoa, look at all the neural activity. Oh, man. Oh, m man. Whoa! Oh, freaky! Freaky, freaky, freaky! What? I'll put it on the big screen. I tracked down Agent Garrett's client note. Uh, right, I, I told you that. There was no data, so I patched into the video to see if I could use facial recognition to cross-reference with the passenger database. Brace yourself. Look. There. So what's the... <gasps> is this a joke, Gage? Tell me this is a joke. Turn it off. It's not a joke. <clears throat> I'm going to have nightmares. Turn it off. Spoon. Spoon! Get in here! Now! Right now! What's going on? I'm a little busy right now, if you don't mind. Whatever it is... Shut up! Look. Look. Eh? What is this? What am I looking at? It's the feed from a video monitor in a stasis chamber. I know that, but... Who is it? Whose stasis chamber? We don't know. There's no information associated with that stasis unit. Nothing was ever entered. Whoever it is, he... That man is on the other side of Agent Garrett's client connection. You told me to find his node. I did. What do we have here? Something we've never seen before. His eyes. His eyes. They're looking at me. They're not looking at me, right? Right? Is the connection staying open? Anyone? I would like assurance that they're not looking at me. We haven't just acquired an understudy. We've... We've... What? He's awake. But he's... Dreaming.
London, North Island, 216 Union Jack Drive. Beat it 1 MBC. Restricted Complex. Building number 4. Authorized personnel only. Proceed down the hall with Agent Berlin. Follow me, please. We will be taking an elevator to another area of the facility. But first, we will pass through a scanning station. When we reach it, you will enter through it one by one, but only as I say your names. I can't believe we're here. Everything's gonna be alright. You don't know that. Stop behind the red line. First, special agent in charge, Cora Resnick. No one blames you for what happened to Alex and Tina. Not us. All that happens in a commander's AOR is their responsibility. Unit, I failed them. Stop calling me, Commander. This is no longer accurate. It's who you are. You sure as hell sounded like one a moment ago. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to score brownie points ahead of time. How long before you were assigned as Unit AIC? I am promoting you to Unit Chief of SIU 415-8. Congratulations. I cannot accept that promotion, sir. You fear that so much it's made you paranoid. You couldn't stand not being perfect. Everything changes, because nothing is perfect. Special Agent Julie Kersher. Jules. We have met before, of course. I'm Dr. Adam Brosa. Nick Garrett and Special Agent Julie Ketcher. Just I cannot permit you to enter. It's a matter of security. It is in the best interest of your safety. Special Agent Marcus Briggs. Whoever you are, whatever you are, I don't owe you anything. Oh, but you do. Your life. You will understand the height of my authority soon enough. There are things that could be taken away from you that you didn't even know you had. There will come a time when I will ask things of you. They will not be requests. Special Agent Benjamin Zurn. It must have been a strange journey for you. Your life. Some things can only be understood through becoming them. And it's too late. We've lost ourselves. Your personal interest in conspiracism set you on a road. How odd it must have been to travel that road. And now, you're stuck. It was another hustle recruitment. I didn't have a choice. The ambassador knows that I'm involved with E1 counterintelligence. He's not gonna let me waltz through the doors with the others. You still answer to the system and must move in accordance with the rules. That is what keeps you on the board for now. The ambassador can be a sporting fellow. You think I'm gonna become some ball in a game between the two of you? You are sorely mistaken. <laughs> Now, to the elevator. You will all be taken down to another floor where you will have your first briefing with the Ambassador. 
You will see Agent Berlin and I afterwards. If we're taking the elevator alone, then what floor do we choose? You will not be alone. Good morning, agents. Please, step in. Are you coming? Dr. Brossa. Oh boy. You heard the gentleman. Let's go. Dr. Brossa. How nice to see you again. I beg your pardon, Agent. Jules, don't. Do I get a proper introduction this time? You and I have never met, I'm afraid. We have Dr. Adam Brossa. You are mistaken. I know who you speak of. But I am not that man. I am the man in your elevator. Thank you for listening to this episode of Edict Zero FIS. Music and ambience heard on the show come from Nine Inch Nails, Kevin McLeod, Machinimasound.com, ERH, Craig Jacks, How to Destroy Angels, Gravity Lens, 50 Foot Wave, Tom Cusack, Revel 9, and Salatus. Other music and sound effects come from public domain show producer and Slipgate 9 studio resources, as well as material released freely on the internet through such venues as the Internet Archive. Look to the show credits on the website for more information. This episode is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 Unported License. For more information on Edict Zero FIS, visit its home at edictzero.wordpress.com. Thank you for listening.